I think you have to have a reason. Most people don't want to go through pain for nothing. It just, it just isn't worth it. So if you have a big enough reason, you can develop grit. They, they take pictures with books, but never really read them. The people who say one thing, but act another in private, those are the people you got to watch out for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Okay, I'm going to bring Amy in because we're out here jeffing. So let me unfull screen this. I'm going to bring Q&A. Amy in. I'm certain Amy will have a giant, massive smile on her face because that's what she always does. There she is. She's giving it away. <laughs> Q&A time. Not even wrong, Kev. What's happening, Amy? Hi. Hi. Not wrong about the smile. Oh, I know. I know you. What do we got for questions, Amy? What do you think? This is the famous Amy, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. All right. My first question is... Is grit intrinsic or can I develop it? And how can I become more gritty? Mm, love it. Go ahead, you want me to go first? Uh, it's not, um, let me, what's my truth? I think some of it might be intrinsic and genetic, but very little. Anyone can become more gritty. They have to work on it. And this is the formula that I would give. Um, think of someone that you know who grew up in a lot of adversity but they also had a ton of self-belief and they also had very, very large goals. That person probably developed a lot of grit because if you have a lot of self-belief, this is the analogy. If you have a lot of self-belief and you have really high goals and you grew up in adversity, that's a lot of challenges that you're going to grow through because you have to in order to achieve your goals. And so that's the formula for grit, in my opinion, is very, very high goals and consistently and sustainably overcoming challenges and a growth mindset. And so if you don't have those things, you can develop them. Uh, but just understand that if someone grew up in tremendous adversity and had a ton of self-belief and high goals, they will be more gritty than you. Um, but you can catch them eventually if you work on it proactively. Alan, what's your definition of grit? Uh, your ability to push through suffering. I'll tell a quick, very, very quick story. I shouldn't have asked that question. I know, right? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I was in Point Sebago. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to go up there. And I remember they had all these awesome um, little activities for the kids. And it was, it was uh, there was runs, there was basketball, there was swimming, there was rowing, all kinds of stuff. And I came home with a bunch of um, ribbons, my sister and I did. And I remember there was this 400 meter dash around the beach. And it was brutal because running in the sand sucks horribly for anyone who's tried it. It's very, it sucks. Um, and my mom asked me, like, you don't run, like, I don't understand. Like, how did you come in first place? I said, this was when I was a little kid. I must've been what, 11. And I said, honestly, mom, I can suffer more than all those other kids. And so that's what grit is. Your ability to proactively suffer through hard and difficult challenges. I think when, when the question was asked, I thought of a story from my old insulation days. Uh, I was up in an attic and this attic was probably, I don't know, 20 feet from the from the floor to the floor below it. So you go through, you're in, you're in a fair amount of trouble. And it was New Jersey. 
And I think it was like 102 degrees. And I'm up in an attic that's filled with insulation. I have a full suit on. I have a respirator on. I have goggles on. And I am sweating quite literally to death. Like to the point where a couple times I thought I was going to pass out. The point I'm trying to make is if the reason is big enough, you can develop grit. I just kept pushing because I knew I was getting paid $100 an hour. And the faster I did it, the faster I got the job done and I got to go home. I had a big enough reason to push through. I think you have to have a reason. Most people don't want to go through pain for nothing. It just, it just isn't worth it. So if you have a big enough reason, you can develop grit. Also, if you start to make it part of your identity, right? Some people have the identity of like, oh, I never had to suffer for anything versus some people have the identity of I've earned everything I have and I'll just go through more pain than anybody else. So if the, if the goal and the reason is big enough, absolutely, you can adopt it. Fire. How do you identify what's really holding you back? Alan, I feel like you're the, when it comes to the, the getting to the root of the problems, I feel like, um, just don't tell too many stories, you know, like, give me a I'll shot. Try. <laughs> uh, so I have a, a diagnostic that I take my clients through that Christina actually made an amazing digital asset of it. It's Shout out to Christina, the best digital designer asset in the world. Ever. Asset creator. Graphic designer. Uh, she did the, this background too on StreamYard, right? Mm-hmm. She did yep. that? Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Christina. So it's basically a pyramid and it's called the pyramid of fulfillment. And it goes through all the facets of how to be the most fulfilled version of yourself, which is basically how do you maximize your potential and greatest level of contribution. I think that in order to identify the root cause of what's holding you back, you have to understand the human condition. You have to understand how it works. So, um, Kevin's car is messed up right now. That's why we're virtual, actually. Not idea. He doesn't know enough about cars to figure out what happened or what's wrong, so he goes to a mechanic. That's because the mechanic understands cars at a deeper level. And so you have to understand yourself at a deeper level. And I know that's not the answer whoever asked this really wants, but you have to study yourself. You have to study human beings. You have to study the human condition. You have to study how life is set up. Um. And then you have to ask the question, what's holding me back? Your intuition knows. Uh, Like in book club, I basically said, like, who here from zero to 10? Like, what's your level of grit? Some people said three. And it's like, okay, well, are you okay with level three results? Because in my opinion, if you don't have, if you have level three grit, you're not going to achieve that much. Genuinely. I mean, if you look at the super achievers of of the world, they all have a ton of grit. Um. They're willing to just push through massive, massive pain in a, in a given area. And I also told everyone, I'm gritty in certain areas, but I have very little grit in others. You know, when it comes to uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations with my family, I'm not very gritty. I shell up and I'm working on that. So you have to know yourself, study yourself. That's my answer. I'm going to really lean into me when it comes to this, because I've realized that I am between Alan and I, I'm just far more simple in, in my answers, in my advice. I would just ask yourself why until you get to the root cause. We, we do the seven whys, right? And the, the story I, I would tell for this is a story I tell all the time. Back in the day before I was engaged to my, my wonderful fiance, which I can say now, um, I was in the gym and there was this very beautiful girl in the gym that I wanted to approach. And if I was coaching myself, I would say, okay, why don't you go talk to her? I'm afraid. Why? Because she might say no. 
Okay, what happens if she says no? I look stupid. Well, why does that matter? Uh, because I'll be embarrassed and I have a fear of rejection. Why? Because my self-worth isn't high enough to understand that that result isn't a direct reflection of who I, who I am as a human being. Okay, and kind of just keep digging there. And then I also probably would dig into your past of like, why does that matter? Because this person left me when I was young and it left a, a little hole in my heart. So I would just say, why? Keep asking yourself why until you hit oil. You're not as simple as you thought, brother. That's fire. Well, I try to Strong make it, work. I try to make it simple, you know. Yeah. But thank you. Fire. Thank you. That was excellent. It. Excellent. It gave me plenty of time to to talk about it while you were going. Yeah. That's why I let you go first <laughs> to think about it? You mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Hell yeah. yeah. What are some simple ways I can build up my self discipline and momentum so I can start to gain enough confidence to do the things I've been putting off? That's a hard one. It's hard because self-discipline to do things that sucks is just not easy. I think you have to understand the benefit of doing it, number one. And what I would also say is start giving yourselves credit. So like do the easiest thing and then give yourself credit for it. Then do something a little bit more difficult that requires a little bit more discipline and then give yourself credit for it. And then just keep on working up. And then I would also say create some sort of necessity. Like again, if you don't want to do something and you don't have a reason to do it, you most likely won't. So there, the reason has to be big enough for the action. So if you struggle with discipline, find an accountability partner. Say it publicly. One of Alan's favorite things is uh, the commitment device. Mm -hmm. So like, if you do this, Awesome. If you don't, you have to donate $100 to the thing you hate the most, a presidential candidate, a charity, whatever it may be, a movement. So that's another way to do it. I just think you have to create reasons. There's no reason for me to be disciplined to run a mile a day because I don't want to run a marathon. I don't want to run at all. But if I created that reason, I'd be forced to change my behaviors. I'd be forced to change my habits and I'd be forced to change my beliefs. Yeah. My answer is very similar to Kev. Announce it publicly. We've never missed a single week of this live podcast because we told everyone we would never miss. You don't want to be a hypocrite. Tell your friends and family you're going to quit smoking. Tell your friends and family you're going to quit alcohol. No one wants to be a hypocrite. When I told everyone I was going to quit drinking and then I would mess up and drink, I knew I was being judged. Turn your fear of judgment and have it work for you, not against you. And announce your goals publicly. A lot of people disagree with me on this. I'm telling you, who who here has ever seen someone walking around in a circle with a Fitbit? It, it's because they told they want to compete with other people. There's a reason we have PPT in the NLU team dashboard in front of everybody. There's a reason why all my clients are on the same dashboard and everyone can see everyone's numbers. It's because we all rise together. Everyone, no one wants to be left out, right? So. That. There was a there was a study, Alan. I don't know, or not a study. In um, I don't know what book it was. It was one of the books he recommended to me. It might have been influenced by Robert Cialdini, mm -hmm. but he talked about how somebody downloaded an app on their watch, and she was getting ready for bed, and she had like three thousand steps to go, and she just started walking up and down the stairs, and she literally stayed up all night so she could hit her steps because everybody could see whether or not she was doing it. So yeah, create a competition with others or yourself. It's, I don't think it's a bad thing. Nope. Super important. A shameless plug too. These guys are the absolute real deal. For anyone who's listening to this, 
Kevin and Alan are the realest guys. They're going to go so far and they're so early in their journey still because I just know how far they have to go. And everything that they teach, everything that they preach and they're doing is the same exact stuff top of the top guys are doing. They literally have mimicked it to a T. So I absolutely shameless plug for those guys. They have all the greatest intentions to just simply help people grow and want to accomplish their dreams. And so I absolutely just want to want to say that and, and, and let you guys know that you guys are doing an incredible job with everything that you guys are doing for just the, the community that you guys are building. And, you know, I love to see it. And, you know, I can't wait to be able to do more stuff with you guys. Since there will always be something holding us back from the next level, what systems do you put in place to evaluate and raise the mirror to what's currently holding you back the most? Ask questions from individuals who have a higher awareness. If Alan and I had Alan and I four or five years ago, it wouldn't have taken us 750 episodes to be where we are. Um, Definitely not. You're only aware... It's almost like, okay, think of it this way. You don't know what you don't know, and you don't know if what you know is enough in this like weird sort of way. I would ask the advice of people that you value their opinions and let them tell you. Also reflect. I think this is another reason why goal setting is so important, right? It's like if you said, I'm going to do... I'm going to lose X amount of weight, make up X amount of dollars and have X amount of great experiences with my significant other. You'd have something to reflect on yourself. So I think that would also help too, is like you can check in with where are you actually and then figure out, okay, what happened? So I said I was going to go on 52 fun, unique experience dates with my partner. I only went on 12. Why? Okay. Money was tight. Okay. Why? I have been prospecting for clients. Why? Fear of rejection or lack of awareness. I'm just going to say the seven whys for every single answer. You've <laughs> been extra funny today, man. I appreciate that. I've been I feel, loving it. I feel like, I feel like it's all going to be this fine. Good. Um, the, the answer is, is surround yourself with exceptional humans. Mm. That's all the feedback you're ever going to need. Um, I go to the gym with my fitness coach and I'm telling you, I feel weak. And I, 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 the feedback is so big right? He, he, he can lift with his biceps more than I bench at times. And it's, it's just, it's important to put yourself in the pressure cooker. We were with a mentor for a full month who literally made more money than us in one week than we did all year. I know that sounds harsh, but like, there's no way we'd be here if we didn't put ourselves in those situations. I'll tell a quick story. I'm in the gym with one of my mentors who has been the CEO of several billion dollar tech companies. So this guy knows his stuff when it comes to business, but when it comes to fitness, he does not. So he's getting help from me in fitness. I'm getting help from him in business. Awesome. He said, Alan, I feel great going to the bank. You feel great going to the beach. Let's switch. Yes. Awesome. What a sales pitch. I know. Fire. This was what systems do you put in place to evaluate and raise the mirrors to what's currently holding you back the most? Put yourself around exceptional people. Trust me, there's more than enough mirrors. The mirrors will be there every single day. You think you're hardworking. Trust me, you're not until you walk in a day of David Meltzer. You think you're consistent until your coach is Evan Carmichael and he's done three videos a day every day for the last 12 years on YouTube. 
he literally we were doing two episodes a week he's like you guys are like come on two episodes a week what are you joking you guys got to create more content here we are at seven episodes a week and we finally have his approval no i'm maybe, kidding maybe maybe <laughs> but the point is is you got to get around exceptional people that's all the mirrors you'll ever need what are key indicators to look out for that someone is holding you back oh my goodness uh, on a scale of one to 10, how authentically you can you be when you're around this person? Number one. Number two, I used to have somebody in my life who every time I would come up with an idea, they'd give me 15 reasons why not to do it and zero reasons why to do it. That's number two. And number three, they put their own limiting beliefs upon you. So those are three three things to look out for, three red flags when it comes to the people in your life. Uh, key indicators. The number one key indicator is ask your intuition. Who actually has my best interest at heart versus who do I kind of think does or want to believe they do? That's number one. Another key ind indicator that someone's holding you back is this is the story that I'll tell. It's a hypothetical. Um, there are some people in my life who want to have my best interest at heart. Genuinely, they, they have pure intentions. They want to support me. They are not capable. They're not capable. So that, that mentor I told you about, um, what he's taught me in business to be completely transparent with love, Kev, he's taught me things you can't teach me because you don't know them for sure. And so it's not just, do they have your best interest at heart? Yes, that's step one. But are they capable of supporting you? If David Meltzer asks us to dinner, Kevin and I, and one of our other dear friends asks us to dinner, and we're committed to growing and contributing as much as we possibly can, we're committed to growing this business for this team and for this mission, we have to choose Dave. Okay? There are people out there who do want to support you, but because of their fears and insecurities and limiting beliefs, maybe they can't. And so that's a key indicator is their own results in their own life. That's the indicator I would look at. Are they saying one thing, but acting another? That's the key. Are they saying, yeah, 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 absolutely. Fitness, love it. Yet they never end up going to the gym. They're never actually doing it. Right. They're, they're, they, they take pictures with books, but never really read them. The people who say one thing but act another in private, those are the people you got to watch out for. Last question, Alan. We have to hammer this in a minute each. Got it. Kevin, this question is for you. Ah, classic. <laughs> How did you build your belief in yourself when your awareness was not as high? Honestly, again, extreme humility. This I have to credit Alan. I, I, I think that... I am blessed because I've had a mentor since the very beginning. And I think the people around me have seen more potential in me than I've seen in myself. I genuinely, and Taryn said the same thing. I knew Taryn before I was hyper-conscious next level Kevin. And she said like, you've always been great. You just didn't believe it. It's like, well, I appreciate that. And I definitely shed a tear when she said that. I think you have to surround yourself. You have to borrow belief long enough to prove that you have more than you realize. That's just genuinely it. Like real talk, I would have quit. I would have quit by now. I almost quit after uh, real quick story since Alan doesn't have to go. 
I had the opportunity to interview. I had a dream interview. Like I think it was like seven or eight episodes in, and I was on the road doing my insulation job. No idea what I was doing. And this person that I got to interview is a professional mixed martial arts fighter. For those of you watching, you know I love fighting. I love watching it. I'm a huge fan of combat sports. And he's also like a really, really impactful philanthropist. So he goes to the jungles of the Congo and builds water wells for pygmy villages. Like the nicest dude. He's a massive heavyweight fighter, giant beard, lots of hair. His name's Justin Wren. I got the interview to uh, the opportunity to interview him. And the interview went awesome. 10 out of 10. It was amazing. I listened to the audio and it was the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It sounded like we were talking through a crinkled bag of chips. And I remember messaging Alan and saying, hey man, like I can't use this at all. If it wasn't for somebody being in my corner who had belief, I probably would have quit then. I wouldn't be 750 episodes in. So other than giving Alan all the credit, long, long story is you have to find people in your life that believe in you. I think naturally, if you don't believe in yourself, you attract people who don't believe in themselves. Genuinely. So you have to go through the people in your life and figure out which ones instill belief in you. That's genuinely it. I have to say one thing and then we'll go. Not only if you don't believe in yourself, will you naturally attract other people who don't believe in themselves, you'll actually think that people who do believe in themselves are arrogant. Mm. True. And you'll repel the people who really do. That mentor I told you about, CEO of many, many billion dollar tech companies, you would think he's arrogant. What if he's just right? What if he is that good? I believe he is. I've had people tell me behind the scenes, Alan, you're not arrogant. If anything, you got to dial that up. You're actually more valuable than you let on, but they just aren't aware of it. You just appear arrogant to insecure people. And so Kevin had the humility to know that he didn't know and to to hang on long enough um, to build the belief for himself. And, and I, the truth of the matter is, is that if you don't believe in yourself, you probably think other people who do are arrogant. They're not. Some of them are. So be careful. Some of them are. Um, but like, you gotta, you gotta get around it. You gotta get around it. Last thing too, because I feel like that's probably a question I'm going to get more and more and more and more and more. And I don't want like go find an Allen probably isn't a great answer. You have to, maybe you don't have a level 10 belief, but what do you have a level 10? Like what attribute do you have that's unique to you? I'm willing to grind my face off. I'm willing to go through unreasonable amounts of pain. That's something I have that I traded with Alan of like, Hey man, I don't really know how successful I'm going to be, but like, I will work my face off. Like I'll outwork everybody. I promise like whatever it takes. And also like, it's going to take seven years. Like whatever, I'll do that too. Like it is what it is. So if you want to get somebody like that in your life, you have to lean into what your greatness is. Like I still don't believe in myself 10 out of 10, but I'm just willing to show up. That's my, that's my advice. Show up regardless of the outcome, show up again better next time. If you do that, I guarantee you'll get further than you believe you will. You have to separate the result from you as a human being and be focused on growth. What did I do well? What did I not do well? What can I do better? And last thing, this is the formula for success. You like that? Mm -hmm. Do it. Do it consistently. Do it better consistently. Do it better consistently forever. And then there you go. You'll end up 725, 45, however many episodes we are, Jeff and across the world. (laughs) 
very funny today. I appreciate that. It's because the the chocolate chips. I had I had a handful of chocolate chips before this to get my to get my, <laughs> that, that'll my do insulin it. spike. That'll do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Amy, thank you so very much as always. Ladies and gentlemen of Next Level Nation, thank you for the questions. We appreciate you again. Um, Al and I are very blessed that we get to do this for a living. It's because we do have the best people in the world listening to this podcast. Like we get to do it because we do not have fans. We have family. Uh, if you're looking for coaching, Alan and I both have one-on-one spots. I'm leaning thousand percent into podcasting. Uh, I love podcasting. This has changed my life in every, every single way. And I know it can for you. We all have a unique message. We all have something that we've been through that nobody else has, but we don't all give it a voice. So allow your podcast to do that for you. Yeah. And I have one-on-one spots available as well. I'm only doing bi-weekly coaching now. Um, it is probably cheaper than you think. If you want to grow in your career or your business, I'm your guy. Eventually it will be only business. Um, I do have some seven figure clients. I'm not going to, I'm not going to brag, but like, I know more than you think I know and I want to help you. And that's all I'm going to say. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. We appreciate you. I'll say it again. We do not have fans. We have family. You can listen to us tomorrow if you're listening to this live watching us. And if you're listening to the replay, you can still listen to us tomorrow. Amy, do you have anything to say before we go? Want to say something? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> do, do you want to say the the bye? You know how you do the the bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.